As we step out of 2021 and into a new year, I got around to reviewing my journal entries from the last quarter of the year. I spent most of it in Brazil, along with time at home for the holidays to end the year. It was a quarter that presented a lot of new challenges that I had never seen before. Writing every day and reviewing these writings were tremendously helpful for making sense of these novel experiences. It was a testament to why I spend the time writing every night. I process things better in real time and then get a chance to make better sense of it in context upon reviewing it each quarter. Hopefully this value is easy to see in the set of learnings from the last quarter. Onward. First, remove a distraction and strive to get more out of my minutes. This was a repeated theme from previous quarters. The more I can make concerted efforts to focus and center myself on one activity, the higher the quality of those efforts and the more things I'm able to do in life. Distraction possesses an incredibly powerful pulling force. It's something to which so many of us are addicted. I would even consider myself to be one of those people, despite my awareness of the issue and the steps I take to avoid it. It's a continuous battle that comes up day after day. It requires consciousness and presence to properly see and combat. That's the battle I'm trying to walk into more consistently. When I've been able to win the battle, the quality of my days and my life have been clearly better. If you want a different experience, two effective routes are changing your setting and changing your priorities. Our value structures and our surroundings from major parts of the orientations we have toward life. Let me rephrase that. Our value structure and our surroundings form major parts of the orientations we have toward life. Different goals lead us to different choices and different doors through which we can walk. Different environments provide a whole new set of possibilities and lack of other possibilities. Being around different people, different things, different sounds, different words, different colors, different emotions, these all can lead life to taking a very different shape. Having consistent and ample me time for pausing and reflecting makes a big difference. This has been a hard one for me. I've found that even when I make a commitment to this me time, it is hard to say no if a friend asks me to do something or to spend time with them. I really love the people in my life, yet I also know that in order to be the best version of myself for them, I need to say no from time to time to get my mind right. I've noticed that it's easy to forget just how good I feel during and after this me time. Something that I think could help in this situation is to remind myself of just how helpful it is and how good I feel when I'm debating sacrificing it. Of course, there's always a balance here, as sometimes it's the better decision to get out of my own head and to instead go out into the world. The learning here is to make a minor adjustment towards saying yes more frequently to spending my time this way. Sometimes doing less, especially when traveling, can be more enjoyable. Trying to do it all can end up becoming a burden, despite all that it may allow us to do. I've personally had many great experiences by trying to do more and more and more. I've noticed there is a significant downside, though. We can often get so caught up in trying to do everything when we are in a certain place or when we are at a certain point in our lives, in which we can find ourselves missing out on living the actual moments themselves. Doing less can allow 
us to experience more and to really sit with the feelings we are pursuing. Ultimately, that's what we're pursuing in life. Specific feelings. There are infinite places to see and explore in this world, and I think it's important to recognize that the pursuit of each one tends to be oriented toward the same end, a feeling. Although each feeling has its unique edges and experience, trying to experience them all may inhibit us from experiencing the depth of each one. In the matter of seconds, minutes, or hours, one's entire mental set can drastically change. This too shall pass, frequently rings through my head. We can be so easily convinced and blinded by a moment or by our past. At any moment, life has the possibility of taking whatever turn it likes. I think there are plenty of things we can do to reduce the probability of life doing as it pleases, but it seems impossible to eliminate it altogether. This can scare us to death, provide us with a deep appreciation for the present moment, or cause something in between. I've come to strive for option two. I certainly don't expect myself to be consciously aware of this at all times, as that would be an exhausting life. What I can push myself to do is try to think about it deliberately, with at least some frequency. Even if it's just catching myself in a moment of awe and appreciating the sensation and everything that comes with it, I've noticed that it can make a difference in my orientation to life in the best of times, the worst of times, and everywhere in between. I struggle with very sudden mood changes in myself and others. I'm sure I'm not alone in this vein. Observing a swing of emotions inside of myself is a very destabilizing experience. I strive to live in a way that maintains my emotional experience in a smaller range, with lower highs and higher lows. Living this way allows me to have a more consistent emotional experience, which helps a lot in maintaining a good quality of life. These intense and destabilizing emotional experiences go in the opposite direction of what I strive for, yet I have come to see them as inevitable experiences. These intense sensations will certainly come. It's a good thing that we have multiple ways of dealing with them. Despite how absent those options may be from our minds in a given moment, the options still exist. Learning to observe myself and to understand what those options are when I'm in a more steady state is a helpful way to better managing these situations. It has allowed me to slow down more effectively, but there is still a lot more practice to be done and a lot more to be learned through experience. It is important to meditate on death and the finiteness of life, despite the fears and worries it may invoke. I first deliberately meditated on death when I was about 20 years old. I'd been reading meditations by Marcus Aurelius and listening to some insights from Gary Vaynerchuk on how he thinks about optimism, which both led me to this idea of meditating on the death of the people who are closest to me. It's not a particularly enjoyable meditation. It's one that can be frightening, yet also quite moving. As I went into it, I saw it as an opportunity to deeply feel what is bound to come in the future so that I could experience a deeper appreciation of how lucky I am each day to still have all of these people around me. These are not meditations I do on a daily basis, but they are meditations I come back to every now and then to reinvigorate the value of life itself, both in myself and others. It also grounds me in the depth of meaning and connection I share with others. Knowing that each of our lives is finite has opened the door to squeezing just a little more appreciation and presence out of the moments I spend with others. 
It has also helped me to fear death less. I've had to explore a lot inside of myself to understand that even in the worst of circumstances, I will still have the opportunity to turn things around and to be okay. On top of that, when the people I love do pass on, I will always have the beautiful moments and memories we shared. Death cannot take that away. And lastly for today, happiness equals reality minus expectations. I first heard this phrase a few years ago. Since then, it has proven itself relevant and useful time and time again. Why am I feeling so upset or frustrated? Typically, the answer is in the misalignment of my expectations with reality. Why was I so happy and content with something? Typically, in part, because of how low, absent, or properly adjusted my expectations were. Why do I feel like I need more stimulation to feel good or to not feel down? In part, because I am expecting too much out of my reality, and I am not allowing it to be enough as it is. Letting go of expectation, or at least learning to be more mindful of them and their impacts before going into an experience, can be quite helpful when it comes to finding happiness and joy in reality. Thanks for listening. If you want the entire article, uh, you can go onto my blog, mattbest.net slash the platform. It'll be the first article up there if you're listening to this close to this release. I hope you enjoyed it and found some value in it, and I'm excited to do part two with you all uh, in the next episode. So thanks for listening. As always, much, much love, and I'll be back soon. In the meantime, take care. Cheers.